Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, we're to be in Matthew chapter 28. If you'll turn there to Matthew chapter 28, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for, for loving us enough to send your Son to die for us to take my place on my cross, to pay for my sin personally. And Lord, thank you that you have enough power that you didn't stay in the grave. You overcame death, hell, and the grave. And because you live, we are hope, our hope, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Lord, I do pray that you'll gather our hearts as we do focus on uh, that first Easter Sunday morning. And God, we will give you the praise. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The candle had been snuffed out. Their hope was gone. Their dreams shattered. The one that they knew was king, now dead, buried, done. Uh, these, like so many, had... Uh, placed all their hopes that, that he was the one that would reign. Uh, he was coming to make everything right. Uh, he was going to turn everything uh, around, a lot like those two broken-hearted men on Emmaus Road that said, uh, we trusted that it had been he which should redeem Israel. Uh, but the thing they missed was he came first to die for our sins. He came first to die for our sins. Uh, he will politically make everything right and globally make everything right. But first, personally, personally dying for us. Isn't that how they missed it? Because uh, on that Palm Sunday parade of praise, it was, Hosanna, save now. Hosanna, save now. Glory to the Son of David was political, reigning on the throne of David, the two on the road to Emmaus, the disciples now hiding in that upper room. Probably the same upper room where he broke the bread, he poured the juice, he broke the bread, he poured the juice, he, he uh, showed them uh, that he was going to die, uh, he was going to shed his blood. Uh, but now they're cowering, hiding, defeated. And here are the women on that morning. Verse number one, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher, not to see the Savior. They came to see the sepulcher, not to see the Savior. They came to see the grave. They didn't come to see the Son of God. In fact, it shows us, number one, the painful setback. The painful setback, uh, we open the passage, that group of brokenhearted women, they're, they're making their way through the fog, the fog in their heart, the fog in their mind, uh, the fog on the landscape. They, they're there to visit a tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph won't be there. Uh, the body of Jesus, uh, in their minds, would be there. Uh, he's why they've come. He's why they're sad. Let's join that, that small group of ladies as they go there that, that first Sunday morning. And notice, again, their sad mission. Their sad mission is they came to see the sepulcher, not the Savior. They came to see the sepulcher, their hopes dashed, their dreams gone. They came to the grave. They didn't come to see their God. In fact, Mark gives a little more detail, talking about how they brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint the body. 
Uh, Jesus died on the cross. Nicodemus uh, came, placed him in, uh, in Joseph of Arimathea, uh, his tomb. They, they did a uh, hastily prepared burial there. Uh, and they're coming to make sure they finish that burial uh, the right way. That their mission's a sad one. Uh, they genuinely loved the man they were going to see uh, his body in the tomb. He'd bless their lives. Uh, he'd change their lives. Uh, he absolutely, radically, uh, Mary Magdalene, who was possessed of demons, boy, he, he radically changed her life. Besides, they believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They believed he would have established his kingdom. That They believed that he would have delivered them from the Roman oppression. They believed that he came to bring salvation, not just personally, but politically. Not just personally, but globally. And for them, their beliefs were blown apart. For them, their dreams were absolutely destroyed. For them, their hope was buried, dead, and done with the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a sad mission because they came to see their slain Messiah. They went to see the sepulcher, not the Savior. They, they, they went to the grave. They, they didn't go to see their God. And we've already seen Friday night, Kurt Skelly did such a wonderful job detailing all that Christ went through. Uh, how uh, he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood in the garden. Uh, they came and arrested him. They, they drug him away like a common criminal. Uh, they they uh, wrongfully accused him. They uh, unjustly tried him. They, they, they lied about him. They, they spit on him. They put a bag over his head and hit him, struck him, a crown of thorns piercing him. Uh, they, they took that cat of nine tails, scourging him, uh, uh, striping him, uh, ribboning him. They uh, nailed him. They mocked him. They, they, they caused him to die a horrible death. But don't miss the fact that, yes, he absolutely died. He absolutely died, and where some uh, would even deny that today. Uh, I uh, uh, remember the, the letter that was written to J. Vernon McGee uh, many years ago when uh, they were talking about how he just swooned. He didn't die. He just swooned. He, he, he just fainted. And then the disciples nursed him back to health. I like what J. Vernon McGee said uh, in that letter. The lady wrote him and said, Dear Dr. McGee, uh, our pastor this past Easter Sunday said that Jesus just passed out, swooned on the cross. The disciples just nursed him back to health. What do you think? And McGee said this. He said, Dear sister, beat your pastor with a leather whip. 39 strokes and so many strikes. Nail him to the cross. Hang him in the sun. Six hours. Run a spear through his heart. Embalm him. Put him in an airless tomb three days. And then see if your pastor just needs nurse back to health or whether he needs resurrected from the dead. Hey, he really did die. He really did die. But don't miss why he died. He didn't die because of an uprising. He didn't die because of the Romans or, or, or the Jews of that day. Uh, he died willingly giving his life for us. Uh, Isaiah describes it this way. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, uh, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. 
he's brought as a lamb to the slaughter. To the slaughter. But for them on that first Easter Sunday morning, it was a hopeless case. For them, there was no hope. For them, uh, Jesus is dead. He's done. Uh, they simply came to do what they do for dead bodies on that day. Boy, it was a painful setback for them. Their dreams, their hopes. Uh, but notice also the powerful scriptures or the powerful certainties. Look at verse number two. And so they're, they're moving through that fog in their mind and in their heart and in that, that landscape. And in verse number two, behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord, the angel, the messenger with a message, the, the seraphim with a scripture, the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Look at five. And the angel answered and said, and said, uh, the seraphim with a sermon, that, that messenger with a message, they, that, that angel said, that painful setback started to be turned around by that, that powerful scripture, that powerful certainty. And a few things about that. Uh, one, it removed the stone. It removed the stone. Uh, Mark's account said they were worrying among themselves as they traveled there saying, uh, who shall remove the stone for us? Uh, it would have been large. Uh, it would have been huge. The way they buried them in that day, those, those tombs. Hey, who would remove the stone for us? Look at verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled, the angel did. He rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Well, in my mind, I picture WWF. They, uh, I mean, crushing the guy and then putting your foot on top of that guy and flexing uh, on top of that guy. Boy, the angel rolled back the stone and sat upon it. He didn't roll it back so Jesus could get out. He rolled it back so that we could see in. And so that powerful scripture, that, that powerful certainty, hey, the stone removed, by the way. Also, uh, the soldiers were removed. The soldiers. In fact, the last chapter leading up to 28.1, uh, the chief priests and, and all the Pharisees came to Pilate saying, Sir, in verse 63, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days I'll rise again. It's interesting that they remembered it. The disciples missed it. Uh, they remembered it. The disciples missed it. And then they said, sir, we remember. We remember. 64, command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. And, and say unto the people, he's risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. By the way, after the resurrection, they paid off the soldiers to say just that. After the resurrection, the unbelieving, the deniers of our time are still saying stuff like that. Uh, and, 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 and so the last error is worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch, go your way. Make it as sure as you can. Make it as sure as you can. I love that. And they did make it as sure as they could, but it wasn't nearly sure enough. They sealed it. Uh, with a seal, they sealed the stone. Uh, they set a watch they schemed to take him. They lied to convict him. They joined forces to, to crucify him. They went great lengths to seal him, to keep him dead, buried, and gone. But the great earthquake, that angel, verse 3, his countenance was like lightning, 
and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers, the soldiers did shake and became as dead men. They didn't die, but they became as dead men. Became as dead men. And so understand that powerful certainty uh, that stone was removed. And now those, those, those soldiers were removed and the sorrow began to be removed. Verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. Which was crucified. For he's not here, for he is risen. Uh, as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. He really did die. He really was crucified, and he really did rise from the dead. He really did die. He really was crucified, buried, and he really did rise from the dead. They listed all, going out of their way to list it all. Ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He died. He's not here for it. He's risen, as he said. Come see the place where they laid him. He really did die. He really was buried. And he really did rise from the dead. By the way, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. It's almost as if the angel is saying, hey, don't get caught up in all of these events that are going on, the distractions and all of the happenings that are going on. Hey, don't miss the gospel. He really did die. He really was buried. And he really did rise from the dead, and placing our faith in him, placing our faith in that makes all the difference in the world. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 describes that. The same thing that they were told by the angels, uh, he really did die crucified. Uh, he really was buried. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Uh, and he really did rise from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 1, Paul's writing, and he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also you're saved. The gospel which you received, whereby you're saved. And then he goes on to say, I was saved the same way because I received the gospel. I was saved the same way after verse 1. The gospel which ye received, whereby you're saved. Verse 3, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. I also received. That's how I was saved. How that Christ really did die for our sins, according to the scripture, and that he was he really was buried and that he really did rise again. He was buried and that he, rose, that he rose again on the third day. I guess we need to stop here and say uh, it removed the stone. Uh, it removed the soldiers. It began to remove the, the, the sorrow, uh, but uh, the gospel, it absolutely removes our sin. Uh, or uh, our our sin nature or our condemnation or, or where we're headed to, that, that, that second death, where the gospel does that, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. He really did die, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He really did die. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
Well, he died for us. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. The gospel receiving him, having faith in him, uh, he really did die. He really was buried. He really did rise from the dead. And someone may say, well, that's God's part. And it is, that's God's part. Well, he paid it all, it is finished. Well, that's God's part. What's our part? I've alluded to it. Uh, Receiving him. Having faith in him. Uh, having that uh, as your, your hope for heaven, uh, trusting in the gospel again, the gospel which I preached unto you, which you received, by which you're saved. And then Paul says, that's how I was saved when I also received that. John chapter 1. He came into his own and his own received him not. They rejected him. They rejected him, but to as many as received him. Uh, uh, gave he power to become the sons of God, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, gave he power to become the sons of God. We're part of his family, even to those that believe on his name. Well, I really like how Kurt put it Friday night. There's two groups. Those that say no to the gospel and, and those that say yes to the gospel. Talking about the two thieves, the one that rejected him, the one that received him, the the one that said no to him, the one that said yes to him. Uh, There really is only two groups in the entire world, Uh, those that have said yes to Christ and those that have said no to Christ, Uh, those who receive Christ uh, and those who reject Christ. Uh, It was December 27, 1984, when uh, I heard the gospel the day before, actually, that that we're all sinners, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us are good enough to make it to heaven on our own. First time I ever heard that. Join however many churches you want to. Uh, get baptized however often you want to. Uh, uh, the sacraments, the, the, the rules, the confirmation, the cate, hey, 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 all of that, all of that still doesn't take away the fact that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I viewed it as... If my good works outweigh my bad works, if my good works outweigh my bad works, and I miss the fact that, no, I'm a sinner. Because of that sin, I'm condemned. uh, And my only hope is the fact that God loved me enough to send his son to die for my sins, to die in my place. And when I place my faith in him, as many as received him, forgiveness of sins, Access to heaven, a fresh start. Forgiveness of sins, access to heaven, a fresh start. I love how the angels went out of their way saying, he really did die, he really was buried, and he really did rise from the dead. That's the gospel. Uh, Two more points, we're done. It it turned into a powerful, a passionate celebration. Verse number five, when the angel said that. Verse number six, he's not here for he's risen. Verse number seven, uh, go quickly, tell his disciples he's risen from the dead. Behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. Uh, And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with awe, with reverence, with fear, and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Boy, they were kind of just slowly, slowly meandering through the fog uh, of their mind, the fog uh, of their heart, the fog uh, of that lay of the land. And now that they saw the gospel, boy, they ran, uh, great joy, everything changed. Uh, and it wasn't just that they heard about it. 
eventually they saw it, the gospel. Look at verse number 9. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail, what a wonderful welcome. Uh, But it caused them to have a wonderful worship. Look at it. Uh, uh, All hail. And they came and held him by his feet and worshiped him. A wonderful welcome, a wonderful worship. By the way, the last point would be the personal Savior. The personal Savior. Look at verse number 9 again. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. He met them. He met them. Uh, It happened every time, Jesus meeting them where they're at. Jesus going to where they were, uh, the two on Emmaus Road that were sad, that were depressing. Jesus met them, walked with them, uh, and changed them. The disciples in the upper room that were cowering and hiding, uh, Jesus went to where they were. He met them. Uh, He spent time with them. Uh, He changed them. Uh, Even Thomas, remember Thomas when he said, I will not believe I will not believe unless I put my finger in that nail hole, unless I thrust my hand in that that wound of the spear, I will not believe. Does anybody remember the next time he was in that upper room who he went straight towards? Uh, He went straight to Thomas. Behold my hands, behold my side. Boy, he he went to where they were. I think the psalmist, when he said, he brought me up uh, also out of a horrible pit. Uh, Out of a miry clay. Uh, He went into that horrible pit. Uh, He went down into that that miry clay uh, and brought me out and set my feet upon a rock, uh, established my going, put a new song in my mouth. Yes, forgiveness of sins, praise the Lord for that. Uh, Yes, access to heaven, praise the Lord for that. Uh, Yes, a fresh start and praise the Lord for that. But a new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ why he meets you. He, he meets you. He meets you where, we're, where you're at. And, and by the way, I, I know you're in church, and I know that, that you've come to celebrate Easter, but, but don't miss the fact that God's been seeking you. God's been looking for you. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Boy, what a difference the gospel makes when I receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. The gospel, the death, burial, the resurrection. Death, burial, the resurrection. I usually leave these kind of Easter messages. It's such a, a pinnacle of everything we believe. A little bit dissatisfied with I didn't get it across. I, I didn't explain it well enough. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I just, I wished I would have. I think the only way I can really explain it is uh, everything that God has done for me in this life, how he's blessed me, um, the the joy that he's placed in my heart, uh, the family, the ministry, uh, the fact that I I, I wasn't just torn apart when I was 18 and my life wasn't just a a, a wreck back then. Uh, The only thing that made the difference in my life was the Lord Jesus Christ He really did die. He really was buried. And he really did rise from the dead. Uh, And when I was 20, when I was December 27th, when I was 18 years old, when I bowed my head, I opened my heart, I received the gospel. I, I placed my faith in him. 
When I lifted my head, everything was different. Everything was different. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.